Today on Wanna Be On Top, we are discussing transformations. Yes, it's makeover day, and we are talking about these elevated makeovers with my friend and comedian, Solomon Giorgio. First, we catch up with Solomon on where he was in 2006. Then we get Solomon's takes on these makeovers. He gives us the yays, the nays, and what was Tyra thinking? Look, Solomon has us cracking up today. You aren't going to want to miss this messy makeover day. Forever. Dog. Are top model fans born or made? Hey, I'm Shea Coulee, and welcome to Wanna Be On Top, a podcast where I explore the cultural phenomenon that launched a thousand smizes. As always, I'm joined by insatiable power bottom and top model expert Maxwell Esposito. Hey, Maxwell, what's going on today, Queen? Hello, Shay. I'm just back in Los Angeles, warming my toes after spending a very cold week in the Midwest celebrating your birthday. What a fabulous trip we had, though. I mean, it was pretty iconic. I know uh, over the past couple of years, I've always been like, hey, hate my snowy February birthday. Let's always go someplace warm. But I'm glad that we got to live our snow buddy fantasy up in the Upper Peninsula in Michigan. We got to see so many stars. We got to go and do so many fun wintry activities and wear all of our fabulous, like I just feel like if if we were taking like an international trip on Top Model to like some snowy destination, like it, it was definitely giving like Top Model house, like Top 8 vibes. I love that. I mean, it's giving Real Housewives <laughs> of Salt Lake City. We were giving. Yes. I mean, we had our Real Housewives of Salt Lake City themed uh, dinner, our Meredith disengagement party. It was pretty fierce. <laughs> that was too much. I loved that. I mean, well, and then we were also, the only thing that was missing was uh, the Louis Vuitton treadmarks in the snow from to follow our friends. I but- know. I know, but look, we just have to get our friends to get some more Louis Vuitton footwear and we'll be all set. My my Louis Vuitton footwear is only like spring, summer, September, you know, like yes, yeah. apparel. Dan has so. a pair too, but they're only September, spring, summer. Yeah. Oh, so. yes, 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 yes. Okay. Well, let's, let's get into this <laughs> top model because we are celebrating today with Makeover Day. Yes. It's time for us to discuss this, these makeovers again. We met with the models of Cycle 6 last week with Otsko, and this week we will be getting to know them a little more. As we know, we've discussed the makeover days, and it really breaks or makes these girls. It is an very important part of this process, and the Cycle 6 makeovers are not playing. They are so extreme, and I want to talk about them. So, what, I mean, they're giving a messy fantasy on this thing with Miss J coming in at the end and being like, I like my haircut. I really like this. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, look, I feel like when you're sitting in 
a salon all day and it's like you have like models that are going there are necessary steps to getting your hair done sometimes there's a chair that's open and there's somebody that is there that is available to give you a blowout and a flat iron and a little trim on your bob yeah and miss j was like let me just take full advantage of the services and just get a free touch up i i understand i too if i was there i would be like hey you know what i i need somebody to curl this up really fast put it up i need an updo um i was just thinking of like who i think was it like real housewives of new york where they're at some fashion show and i think it's like maybe like luann who like asked to be touched up like she shows up and oh my god i'm tripping uh, as I'm thinking of this in a top model kind of scenario where there was somebody who came I'm in remembering this as too. a guest, a VIP guest to a fashion show and just sat down in the chair and asked to be touched up. And I want to feel like it's Luann um, de la Seps. If you guys know the answer to this question, please send us an email to beyontoppod at gmail.com. I'm, I'm remembering um, this too. I'm trying to think though if it was her or... Because I'm remembering, it ended up being like a joke. People were like, oh, don't invite her because she's going to just sit in the chair herself. Uh, I think you're right, though. Um, Let's get into these top model makeovers real fast. Because I want to know who you think needed the makeover the most. Like, out of all these girls. Um... It, it's not so much of a need as I feel like she deserved it the most. I feel like Feranda deserved the makeover the most because she already showed us her eccentricity with her wigs and her versatility. And I feel like if anybody proved that they were worthy or down for some major changes when it came to hair, it was Feranda. So, you know, I'm like, first up, Feranda in line for a bomb ass makeover. I love that one. I also think uh, I think Wendy really deserved a bank a good makeover. I think she should she needed some pampering after her experience back home. Honestly, Wendy needed a massage. Yeah, something. Well, she did, you know what they uh, because honestly, they really like we'll get into with these makeover, but I feel like they made dr- as drastic of a change on her as they did some other girls. And honestly, if they weren't gonna do that, they should have just taken the time to be like, hey. We're going to send you to a day spa. You're going to get a facial. You're going to get a massage. And when you come back, we're just going to run a rinse through your hair and lighten you up a little bit. How about that? Mm-hmm. She needed something. They needed to pamper her a bit. A pedicure, a mani-pedi, something. Uh, were you relieved to see Tyra finally get her Rosemary's baby cut? I mean, she's obsessed with it. Yeah, I actually was really happy for Tyra because, you know, it's clear that this had been something that was troubling her since Psycho 5 with uh, Cassandra. And to know that she went um, an entire year without seeing that haircut uh, grace the head of an aspiring model um, is really sad. And so for her to finally get what she needed, um, it makes me happy. And I'm glad that she did. And it looked great on Molly Sue. It truly did. I agree. And that red color was really fun. Um, Mm -hmm. what about Jade? Jade, of course, is our girl who wanted long hair and got the exact opposite. Do you think that this is the transformation she deserves or do you think she would have killed the long hair game? You know what? I am going to, I don't know. To answer your second question, I don't know about how she would have looked with long hair. I try, Jade is one of those people that I, have always tried to imagine it, but it it has never for some reason materialized, even in my imagination. So I guess the judges 
or Tyra per se was right in wanting to give her something that's a little bit shorter for her bone structure. I wonder how Jade would look with long hair and like if she's ever gotten it and how it did look. Like I'm, I would like I'm to like see a picture. I'm just, like, I'm just like, I don't, I don't see it because also I think Jade's hair texture is important and she has like really beautiful curly hair. And I feel like there's only so long that you can go with like, tight curls before it just is going before it's just like you know just a gigantic diana ross kind of moment and i don't know if i see that for jade so i kind of like her with her little her petite Mm -hmm. moment Mm -hmm. one last thing i want to chat about is the personal styles we get this again this cycle is this something that stays forever do the girls always get a personal style in these makeover days or does it kind of come and go i can't i'm drawing a blank on this but what are we thinking of these i mean i know last cycle we were really not in love with them they felt a little troubled in their uh logic and ideas of where they got those ideas from but mr j at least asked the girls this time like what they think their style is and kind of build from that No, this this whole personal style thing makes my head itch. And I just don't understand why they keep on trying to make it a thing. Why'd you do that, Tyra? Especially because it do- like it doesn't live through the cycle. Like, it's not like at the it, end. It doesn't. Because, honestly, these girls show up with the clothes that are in their suitcase. So they have what they have. And unless you guys are going to give them the budget to go and purchase a whole new wardrobe that complements said personal style then drop it don't bring it up it doesn't matter she came with what she came focus on what she's wearing during the photo shoots when you guys are providing them with clothes that would be actually really fun if their prize was they won money to build a wardrobe to match that personal style that would be cool like one thing that i loved that they started doing on um australia's next top model either cycle like nine or ten was that the contestants started getting glam prior to uh, judging. So they were styled, had their hair and makeup done for judging. And the best part about it that I loved too is like they would do all these like montages of the girls like getting in their glam while they're like, I really don't know how, I can't do an Australian accent right now. There's only like two words, but like they would be like, I really don't know how I did this week. I think I'm going to be in the bottom while they're getting their lashes curled and like hair blown out. So dramatic. Wish they did this on America's Next Top Model. But you know, look, we have a lot to cover today because you know, it's one of our favorite days. It's makeover days. And we have the amazing, the funny, the hilarious Solomon Giorgio joining us. So we are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we will be getting into these makeovers with Solomon. We'll be right back. back today is such a special day at want to be on top because y'all it's makeover day and anyone who knows us knows that we live for the traumatic experience of beauty transformations 
I wanted to bring someone funny on the podcast today to go over these wild makeovers. And I am so excited to welcome to Wanna Be On Top, an incredible writer and comic who has written for some amazing shows like Shrill, for instance, the one, the only, Solomon Giorgio. Hello. <laughs> I love the rock's applause. That's all I ever want. Yes. How is it going, Solomon? It's Thank going, you so much for joining us today. It's going really great. Solomon, okay, so every time we have somebody on, we always like to get super nostalgic mm-hmm. while we're going through these recaps and, you know, step into the top model time machine and take people back to when this was originally airing. So this season was airing during March of 2006. Okay, oh my so God. Um, I just want you to describe for us and the listeners at home, mm-hmm. what was Solomon like in March 2006? What were you wearing? <laughs> what were you listening to? Who were you hanging out with? What were you watching? Like, what was this your was, pop culture life like for you? This was 2006. This is actually, mm-hmm. right. I was like 24 years old. As a matter of fact, I'm the same age as so many of these models. <laughs> Hot. <laughs> 24, I, was, I moved to LA for a couple of months. But then I ran out of money um. <laughs> and had to move back to Seattle. Um, music wise, I'm trying to remember 2006. It was a lot of, I think, I just think like Nick Acosta just came out, Like a Feather, that song. And I think I was fully obsessed with that song. Like a Feather. Uh, she also did the, um, what's her other hit? She had had another, oh gosh, I feel so bad. But it's, she's, I feel like once you hear the music, you'll know what it is. But I being of the time and older, no, think uh-huh. the exact name of the person. Nick Acosta. Yes. What was the number one song? The number one song on the radio this year of 2006 was Daniel Potter's Bad Day. So, wow. Jesus. Yeah, that was oh, the number one God. song. Was that, was that, was so you had a bad day. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was the number one song in the country for Gosh. the whole year. Yeah. The whole year? Yeah. Or like the on the billboard, whole... like how the charts ended. I mean, yeah, like who? I don't, they weren't streamed. Like, I guess, but yeah, like Obama was, was not president yet. Bush was still in charge of everything. So, yeah, it was a lot of bad days. Yeah, <laughs> was... a lot of bad days, huh? I guess, Damn. yeah. Was number, was... What was number two? Can we at least know the top three? Because that's not working. Yeah, that wasn't us. That wasn't our, that wasn't, not... <laughs> that wasn't our fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Hang on. Uh, oh, here the next one. The n- next two are gay rights. Uh, Temperature by Sean Paul and uh, oh, Promiscuous yes. by Nelly Furtado and Timberland. There I mean, we go. Oh, now we are there. In the we same are. Universe. We're also talking yes. Sexy Back, um, London <laughs> yes. Bridge, Perfect. Bossy by Kelly's. I mean, uh, yes. Okay. Jojo. Now we're in the correct universe. Oh, so now, the, now we know where we are. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. Yes. Now we know where we are. Like bad day. Um, I was like, the fuck where we live in. I have like, no yeah, idea. It's like, sounds like a bad year. It sounds like 2020 <laughs> all over again. Oh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> man eater. Oh God. I remember. Yeah. Uh-huh. When man eater first started playing in the club, and you just, I got my foot stepped on because I was in the way. I think it was going to the bathroom. You know that time when the, when a gay song comes in the club uh-huh. in a gay bar, and then everybody just charges. To yes, the floor. Yes. Yeah, they're like, uh-uh, move. You're like, you're going the wrong direction, bitch. Your toes yeah. are going to be stomped. <laughs> <laughs> they said traffic's going that way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I have scars from uh, Beyonce single ladies uh, <laughs> <laughs> trying to use the bathroom. 
Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm sure if I was in the club at that point, instead of dancing for free at house parties, I would have been responsible for some of them. Yeah, I think about how many free performances people got out of me from single ladies all the time. It would come on and they'd be like, Jaren, do it. Oh, you see? I was like, oh, you should God. retroactively charge them. Send bills out. <laughs> Honestly, I might go back and charge reparations for all those times that I did single ladies for free. And y'all know who you are. Columbia College Chicago Theater Department. I'm coming for you. <laughs> I would love I would love to see that bill being sent out. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was like, technically I wasn't in drag, so I'm only charging you each fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. I think that should be the reparations that we should be doing. We should be billing people that got entertained by us for free. And then they should be paying out. Think about all the people who have gotten all the free entertainment. And I am going to charge interest because some of those things were way before their time. Next level. And when your body was at its most limber? Yes. For free? Uh, for free? I, I used to do the no. splits for free? Woo! No. Get out. <laughs> Remember when you did that a costume is. change on stage with a fan at Roscoe's? I mean, yeah. I mean, you did that for a what free show. That? And lasers yeah. for free. I did not pay I did for free. I did not pay to get into the venue that evening I, and I but I lived. You know what? Honestly, that that upset, that was like the like rose petals before the rose petals. Like I, <laughs> I, I was getting I was getting my ass randomly kicked in these competitions long before oh. uh drag race. Yeah, but no, everybody now everybody still knows that uh, yeah. that was the best number of the night. I mean, well, icons get robbed. So you had a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, see, okay, wait, 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 wait. So I want to get back to you, circa two thousand six. Oh like, my god! So like, what was what would be the um, Solomon Giorgio uniform? Like, oh my be, god! Like, At that time, that it was like, like yes. right when H and M was truly popping off, yes. and I was getting fully into the skinny jean uh, realm, and I was. Oh, I think it was just Chuck's skinny jeans and Ooh. some sort of graphic tee, and I was the happiest. It was truly, I like, I was. It was very, and I was rail thin, just the skinniest <laughs> you can be. Were you wearing a vest just, over the graphic tee? I was doing the thing with the long shirt with the short oh. sleeves over it. Oh, oh yes, yes, that's yes. what I would so you do. Had that layer, yes, because so I was uh, sipping. Know. It's a Pacific Northwest, so it was cold all the time. So I could pull that off. A lot of hoodies. Um, yes, and it was like it was very I, I unfortunately had way too many straight friends so I was not at my the height of my fashion uh, sense uh-huh. uh, I, I, it was, I wasn't impressing nobody do you remember how lame it was to have a pullover hoodie in 2006 and not one that zipped up the front Mm-mm. you gotta you had to have the American Apparel hoodie yes <laughs> that zipped up the front so that they could see the layers of t-shirts that you had mm-hmm. underneath what is the use of a pullover hoodie it's you know. like, but the pullover hoodie is probably the cutest hoodie to have. But at that time, it was like, zip it up, American right. Apparel. I wasted so much money on American Apparel hoodies that were truly no, not better than a JC Petty hoodie that I would yeah. rather spend money on. T. And everyone was telling me when I got to college too. They were like, you know, you can steal an American Apparel, and they don't care. I wish they somebody like told actually me like that. think that like it's kind of cool because like they want their clothes to be so in demand that people want to steal them. That's why there are no censors in there. <laughs> no, there were no censors because they were broke. But I love that that's the rumor <laughs> they have. <laughs> love that rumor for them. So yeah, no, I would I would literally go into American Apparel my freshman year of college and then come out looking like I was getting prepared for a lip sync for your life <laughs> performance for a finale of Drag Race. Like there was reveals. Like real reveals. reveals. <laughs> 
I worked I worked there for so long, and actually one of the highest theft items in the store was actually the wigs off the mannequin. Top model. Oh, fast. really? Because mm-hmm, they were really nice wigs, actually. I would. I get it. And then once we I could do. afford sensors, if you actually took one of those wigs off, it was lined with sensors. We put more <laughs> sensors in the wig than we put in the product on the floor. My top Look, here's fast. the thing. State Street in Chicago was no joke. As someone who also worked retail on State Street in Chicago, it's like, uh, you just better be out here just letting it go. We got pepper because sprayed. Look. I had a girl at my store get a hammer pulled out on her. What? For disco shorts. Do oh, yeah, baby. Time? I was always like, take it. Damn. I was always like, take it. Oh, I always I told them that. Aldo, and my manager, Heather, some girl from Minnesota, she always wanted to be getting real buck and bold with the people that would be trying to come in and steal from us. And I said, baby, it is <laughs> not our merchandise. I'm sorry. The, you know what? And I remember, I will never forget the one time that she got a, like a full on big ass 1.5 liter Fiji bottle to the face. <laughs> No, and wow. I was like, see, and she's feeling dumb too. She really tried to stop that girl from taking that I bracelet. A bracelet. Never in my life. Over twelve forty nine, girl. I am pro thief in every situation I've been in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you are here Absolutely. to steal, I am not getting in your way. If I you, am not getting in your please. way. Take said, whatever I'm, you I'm like. I'm actually going to go to the other side of the store so I can say that I didn't see you. And that was not responsible. <laughs> I've always been. That's always been, like I. But also, I stole from work too, so that's why. Right. Any chance I could get, if if I like, oh, and I would I do white collar crime. I would embezzle money from jobs. I was. <laughs> well, before we get ourselves in any more trouble, we'll get into offshore accounts. Anyway, yes. let's get into makeover day. Like, let's talk about some other chaotic yes. trauma. Oh my god. Okay, look. So these makeovers are, in my opinion, they are pretty good. So, uh, starting off, they show up at the Warren Tracomi Salon in Beverly Hills. And there we have Tyra and the Jays fully giving us camp. Uh, and we have Carrie first up yes. for our model makeover. They said that they wanted to give her hair extensions to make her hair thicker. And she wanted, Tyra wanted Carrie to look more like Brigitte Bardot. Um, they gave her bangs, which you can't. One thing that I always find so funny in Top Model is they give these girls bangs in their makeovers, and then they hit them with a fan, and then the fan blows the bangs completely <laughs> out of their face. And so you just so like, did this girl get bangs or not? It means it means literally nothing. <laughs> a lot of these makeover photos, like afters, don't really show off the transformation as we go through them. You take a look. I mean it. Well, I think yeah, especially with Carrie, it's like this, like the, the tiniest adjustment. They really didn't do much other than just make her hair a uh, better-looking yeah. blonde. <laughs> yeah, they just kind of yeah, they just did a better job of yeah. doing the blonde on her. Next, we have Leslie. Okay, oh, yes. so they said they wanted her to look more like a Latina stunner. Whatever that means. That was a very vague, like whatever they talk that, about racial you know, stuff. Like, you know what? You're making me look more Latina. I'm like, I am Latina. You can't make me look more yeah. <laughs> than I am. But, uh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, how many top models had to have that? Just oh like, my God. Um, internal di- dialogue with themselves. Um, 
So for Leslie, basically, they just gave her extensions to make her thicker yeah. and uh, made her hair darker. This is, yeah, this is a solid transformation. I think this, like, makes sense. I think for, for all, most of these girls, like, this is probably the most sense they ever made giving them makeovers. Mm-hmm. I, I, like, one thing that I, like, realize in the early 2000s is that people weren't, I felt like, at least with a lot of these contestants when I look at these makeover photos, they really did not put much effort in defining a part no. for themselves. No. no. Like, you know, it's like, I feel like nowadays people train their hair to be able to part this way or that way. And I feel like all these, like nobody has a definable part ever. Mm-hmm. And I don't know no. why that bothers me, but it does. I feel like just make a decision. Which way yeah. is your hair going to go? Yeah. Well, I feel like they did, like, one person had a defining part. And I think, but, but we're not up on her yet. But the rest of them, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like, it's not really, like, any destination. They just... They it's just going to... just everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there is no part. Like, it's just so wild. I didn't even notice no... that. No. It's it's all, especially, I think, during that time, it was more about getting your hair just up like, and out. Yeah. Like, like, like I, it, I, I guess like people just wanted to look like they didn't do their hair. Like yes, it just, it's always like I just like get out of bed and it looks like this. Where I feel like now, you know, the girls really be whipping that hair together oh, and or to throwing on a wig. This is something I like to call blowjob hair because you know in the pornos they pull it all to one side so that they can tilt their head and you can still see but also see the hair. So she, this is giving. I don't watch heterosexual porn. Oh, really. you never, not even once? In your life? Um, Look, I don't know which porno you're talking I, about. Just in general. I, just, had, I mean, I have. Just no, vintage. I, have I mean, it's not like I. Vintage. But I never saw a fantasy where they were like, um, uh, giving a blowjob now. Oh, no. This is giving no, me major no. blowjob hair. My girlfriend, Danielle, and Is I... it giving you Latina stunner? <laughs> is that what it's giving? No, it's giving me blowjob hair. Not Latina stunner. I don't know her. <laughs> but I do know blowjob hair, and I love it on Leslie. I, that's how I actually one of my wigs on the walls. Oh, back is here. that what you do? Do you when when you're when you have your ponytail? When you, I think on, when you, do you have you a blowjob, sure swing it to the side. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, no. Uh, well, all these wigs just sit on one side. I'm always ready to give a blowjob with a wig on. So that way, the cum goes off to the side. Yes. Yeah. Where your hair's not at. The money <laughs> shot for multiple reasons. Tyra taught me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next up we have Sarah. Um, in the first ep- episode of this cycle, uh, we do a beautiful bald photo shoot, mm-hmm. which was brilliant for Tyra and planning these makeovers because she got to see these models as blank canvases. And it worked for Tyra, but not so much for Sarah because when they saw her ball, they decided Ooh. they were going to give her an extreme haircut. Okay, bust on the sides, long on the top, and white blonde. This is really, really uh, in contrast to Sarah's personality. This hair is weird, though. It's weird. Because it's it not weird. a bob. It's not a mohawk. It's not, it's not, it's not defined by it's any means. Not. It's like, this is a very ambiguous haircut. And as somebody I feel like who was entering into the competition, already unsure of if they really wanted to be a model and if this was their passion, this Mm -hmm. is not the way that you elevate. No, they hunted her down. So she was just like, but she's like still like, it's very weird. Cause I think she said uh, like, 
oh, my, my boyfriend works for a conservative senator and I don't think I can ever meet him now. I'm like, Jesus Christ, lady, calm the fuck right. down. <laughs> like, what is going on here? I thought she had a pretty good energy, about, like good spirit about it. I mean, oh, you yes. know, usually the girls yeah. have like a meltdown when it's not even remotely right. And she was just like, oh, yeah, yeah this sucks, but it'll grow back. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought it was, right, exactly. I think it's cute. I think she's giving like Miley too. Cyrus bangers area era vibes. You are 1000% entitled mm. to that wrong opinion. Well, for, for me, sure. which I think it should have been a bob. (laughs) That this is somehow in the vein of being right. No, because her head was not shaped for this. And they figured it out way too late when they already buzzed way too high. Mm -hmm. First of all, they didn't even give her a proper fade on the side. And they didn't give her the style to even show off the fade. Like, this is styled so weird. Why didn't they just give her a graduated bob? That's That's exactly right. It should have been like a severe bob. They should have just taken off like three inches uh, severe. What was her name um, last season? Was her name also Sarah? I don't Who remember. Had fling with Kim. Oh, I'm trying to remember um, now. I think her name was yeah Sarah. Sarah and Kim. See, they should have they should have given her season five Sarah haircut. Linda Evangelista mm-hmm. like graduated like blonde bob. They did not yeah. even do her like that. That was rude. Yeah, this that was, was yeah. It's a choppy a choppy bob. That's this is very this, this style rude, lasted yeah. half a second. <laughs> well, and they and it's and they gave her that personal style. Oh yeah, what was her personal style? It, I just remember she showed up to that personal style challenge with Simon Doonan where she was like mm-hmm. dressed oh, like yeah. a total hoochie mama and like literally just like a bandeau bra and like American apparel oh, hot yes. shorts and a blazer. <laughs> and she was like, I would never wear this in real life. And it's like, then then why did you put it on? Because <laughs> she was tr- she's like, because they put this stupid haircut on me. <laughs> I'm trying to dress for my haircut. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I mean, well, look, I feel like she really did handle it really, really, really yes. well. Okay. Next we have <sighs> Miss Danielle. My favorite of them all. Now, Danielle is given a long weave installed with Spanish waves mm-hmm. all the way down, down the back. Now, the contestants have been given things outside the hair hair salon in other cycles for example yaya she went and saw a dermatologist Mm -hmm. um girls have gotten their braces removed um and in cycle six they give the girls some dental work now this Mm -hmm. doesn't happen for a couple more episodes but tyra attempted to fill danielle's gap let's get into the the hair first um, what do we think about this makeover, this hair on Danielle? I love this hair. I think this hair is perfect. A nice, like, wavy weave uh-huh. on on a girl like that. She, she looks perfect. She looked perfect to begin with. I didn't think anything uh-huh. needs to be done, but she looks Absolutely. even perfect now. She has, like, um, one of the best one... bodies I've ever seen, too. Oh, yeah. She's so great. And once again, another situation with bangs, where they gave her really light bangs in the front. And in this picture, you're like... Cause and also because they're so blown back by the wind, it's given this weird illusion that she has kind of like breakage on the top. Yeah, it does. Because it does. It has all these wispies, and you're like, those are just. Bad. Why did y'all turn the fan on? Why didn't you like, just let her? Or edit out the flyaways, like, right? <laughs> like, like I know Photoshop existed back then. You could have edited out the flyaways like a lot right? better than. <laughs> so, what do you guys think about Tyra wanting to close Danielle's gap? I think that was an absolute wrong decision to make. Uh, and 
it's one of those things where I'm like, I get it when it's like the Snaggletooth on Joanne on Joni. Wow. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. but when you're talking about just a gap like that's that's a signature i agreed with it. like she's like this is a signature look i'm like yeah, it is, is a, a signature yes. look like and also high fashion how many times do you see these bitches smile <laughs> exactly like uh uh lauren hutton very famous for having mm-hmm. a gap um um who's that lindsey wixon yes yes very famous for having a gap but that was after so, danielle so maybe it was danielle as a pioneer Wow. Yeah, when you think about it like that. But hey, we still had Lauren Hutton. Yeah. You know? And it's just all like, she, Lauren Hutton was very much so an all-American model. And you're mm-hmm. like, why can't Danielle have that same allure with a gap in her yeah. mouth? You know? It's so, true. I, I fully have supported it. I was, I, was on, I, was on Dan, I was on Daniel's side the whole time. Oh, absolutely. The whole entire time. And two for her, it was something that she said that she had been... Um, ridiculed about growing up mm-hmm. so it took her a while to actually accept that about herself and I feel like when you get to a certain point that you accept and love something about yourself yeah. that others make fun of it it in turn becomes like a sense of pride and you can oh, tell yes. that she really loved her gap and I, I feel like she did a good job making a compromise with mm-hmm. Tyra but um, yeah, yeah. I look, like I've, I've, gap alone. Truly, honestly, like as somebody who grew up who who wore off-brand sneakers to predominantly black school, I I know Danny's struggle, and I fully support. Her. <laughs> <laughs> I know how good those insults are, how deep and perfect they are. And See, whole... you know, <laughs> the the insults really be like um, my uh, sister's family. They used to practice. Um, reading each other at the mm-hmm. dinner table so that the kids would be ready for when the other kids at school <laughs> would try to make fun of them. So they would like practice um, at the dinner table. It was, fe- it was severe. Like they would make, they would make up a whole song about you. And like, yes. and, like I got called lady hips when I was in kindergarten. That affected the rest of my life. That <laughs> lady hips. Did they sing a song about it? Oh, of course they did. Well, do you remember I it? Could, I wish I could remember it, but the lady hips was the one that stuck to me because it's been 900 years. Wow, when Shakira's hips don't like it, it's like, you're taking back. You're like, oh, oh no. Like, That's taking me back to Little Lady Hips. <laughs> little Lady Hips, Solomon. <laughs> <laughs> little Lady Hips, Georgia. What about Little Lady just... Lumps and uh, My Humps by with Oh, Turkey? God, was you know, it, it's, uh, it look, it's all triggering. You just say the word hip near me. I'm just like, oh, my God, here we are again. <laughs> I'm just like, gosh, wow. And I remember the first time that I heard um, my humps. Uh, and this was like the same time. I was just like, damn, this writing, though, is a little bit uh, <laughs> wrapped on phonics. Oh, me. it is. Well, it's also <laughs> like the least amount of butt you ever seen in a video about butts. <laughs> that, that part, though, is true. That part is real. Like, like, yeah, Fergie was like all waist, just no butt. little, like, like, ne- like that, like all just straight flat. And you're just like, what humps are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, Beyonce and JLo being the only ones in Hollywood at that time with some ass on them. Mm-hmm. Oh god, the way the pussycat dolls would swing their flat butts around. Yeah. <laughs> <Don't try. laughs> oh, wow, we really did used to get subjected to so many flat asses. Oh, the nineties well. were that was my favorite part of the nineties, but like it'd be like a, a, a hot girl walks by and the guys just check out her butt and it's just like this rail thin flat butt with that long thong. What are you guys looking at? Oh my goodness. Okay, well, look, look, look. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we will get into more of these makeovers with Solomon Georgia. We'll be right back.
Welcome back. We are still sitting here in the salon waiting for these curls to set, and we are <laughs> chatting with Solomon about these makeovers of yeah. Cycle 6 of America's <laughs> Next Top Model. Quick question for you. Have you ever gotten a makeover, or would you ever take a makeover if it was offered to you? Oh, uh, to me, yes. Um, but uh, I'd be surprised uh, if anyone has better style than me uh, that could do it. <laughs> I, I but like, like for now, obsession. I'm 40. I've I'm settled. I got nothing else to do. <laughs> Oh God! Would you allow somebody to make you over? Um, I would maybe if somebody wanted to do my hair, I would let somebody make over my hair. But I don't think anybody needs to really touch my closet unless they're giving me more money to buy me nicer things. Then, then yes, I will take that. Uh -huh. But, <laughs> but what if they? But what if they're like, oh, we're just deciding the style for you. This is what your personal style is that we feel like you should have and. We're gonna take you out, and we're just gonna. Well, I would ask for a budget and uh, what location they would be shopping mm -hmm. in, and make sure that it's to specification. If it's not, I will pass on said oh. makeover. But my hair, please, please. Here's the thing. Right. I won't say no to free stuff. That's the number one rule I have. <laughs> Even if I don't agree with it, I'm like, is it still free? I'll take it. Yeah, well, I'm, <laughs> like, I'm also okay. thinking about um, when Kanye like took Kim's closet and stepped it up and like that whole moment, like and how she really was so like like scared to let it happen, but obviously it changed her life. So like I mean if somebody wanted to do that yeah. to me, um, I mean I'm putting it out in the universe now. But I mean, honestly, uh, yeah. Yeah, you hear you hear us, Kanye uh, Maxwell. I was literally saying, I was like, Kanye, if you want to come in our closet, yeah, um, I, I mean, the chaos hour. Yeah, come come and hang out over here in Atwater Village. We're not that not that far from Calabasas. And we could go to Health Nut. We could right, pick up a salad um, and come. Where are you really not far? I mean, from everything Calabasas? is far from Calabasas in LA, that. but. But that's it's like it's, it's closer like than you. Away. It's closer, yeah. just closer than you. That's you know, just you know, just <laughs> wow, wow. It's closer wow. than you are. Well, but, you know what? I heard that he's in Miami working on his album, so technically, I'm closer here in Chicago. Look, to be fair, so, I've been to Chicago more than I've been to Calabasas <laughs> since I moved to LA. So, <laughs> <laughs> and that's saying something. Um, I don't know if I would. Uh, you know what? I. I would accept something that was free, but it would, like you said, it would depend on the budget. Yeah. If somebody's going to give me a makeover, fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. At least. Oh, at bare the minimum. At least fifty G's to make me over. Okay? And I'm, it's like if it's like a like a like a Rachel Zoe at that time, I'd be like, yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> pop in. I don't. It depends on the person. Like it's a person. That's all it is. Like if it's if it's the right person, you can come in and change anything in my life. Honestly, I would pay La Roach fifty thousand dollars. Oh my fucking god! To make Jesus me over. Christ! <laughs> like, That's good, okay. If I could look like any element of Zandaya for just a second, I know, I know. <laughs> I'm just all like, Queen, uh, take me there because that 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 would be that would that be, would be yeah. I would write that off on my taxes mm -hmm. because businesses would be booming. Well, we are performers um, and we can write them off. <laughs> hello. Um, okay, let's get back into these top model makeovers. Yes. Um, next up, we have Brooke. Yes, another of the, um, the big-lipped white girls from this season. I know. There's three really of them. I know. They really just came in full. And, like, you know, these girls, they, they clearly don't have any filler. Yeah, this um, is it's really giving before. natural. It's just they just came in full. Um, 
Brooke was told that they think that she looks very Victoria's secret and they want to make her look mm-hmm. more like Giselle Bunchen. Yes. Um, do we think that Brooke is very Victoria's secret? I think she's commercial more than, which is Victoria's secret, but. But isn't Victoria. I mean, I don't, I don't want know, to say she she's not sexy, but I don't necessarily get uh, Giselle Buncham, Adriana Lima's sex appeal from her, maybe. I do get more commercial. Um, well, that's because it's a, yeah. there's a certain confidence they have, and their faces are more angular, too. Like, they are very, like, ju- yeah. strong jaws, and, like, she has mm-hmm. a very soft, like, big, supple lip jaw where she still sticks out her lower lip because you don't know what to do with it yet. Uh-huh. Uh, like, she's a, very beautiful, but she's not yet. Yeah, that like the Zell Bunchen thing, that's a very like weird place to give her because she's definitely no. she's definitely a white girl. Then don't get, like as Giselle is 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 not a hundred percent white. She's got some mix in her, so I don't know. Yeah, Brooke is um yeah, I don't know if Giselle Bunchen was the angle that they should have been going on mm-hmm. with her, but I mean work. Um at least they didn't really mess her up. No, and she still I, looks great. She really still looks, looks great. Like they so gave her much of a We're grateful for that. Just like a blowout. No, yeah. it looks like they threw like a couple like little Jessica Simpson clip-ins in yeah. there, gave her some barrel curls and like, you know, just like a little. Oh, I forgot that these movie. are the old school extensions. Ooh, those are right? the heavy <laughs> clip-ins. Uh, that, Baby. <laughs> um, like, okay, well, next up we have Joni. <sighs> Joni was our pastor's daughter turned stripper and they wanted to lighten her up and make her hair icy blonde. Uh, Joni is also one of the lucky ones that Tyra decides to give a dental makeover mm-hmm. to. And mm-hmm. she has a very viral moment of her with her mouth all just teeth filed down to nubs, not enjoying the process at all. It look it like as someone who has had dental work done and who has had their teeth filed down to those little toothpicks. That was really wild. And that was like great because like I did not leave like there was like such a process of me getting that done and like measurements and kind of like uh, molds and stuff that were done like weeks leading up to that so that they had the mold ready. They like did her molds day of sent them off to have them made overnight and then like filed her down that day. Yeah. And then, like, went in and then did them the next day, which is just, like, crazy. Zero healing. Literally zero healing time. Like, for me, just knowing how sensitive, because, like, you know, they filed your teeth down. It's so, it's basically just, like, down to a thick coating around the nerve Mm -hmm. endings. So even, like, breathing in air feels freezing cold on your teeth. I cannot imagine going for 12 hours with just like those little nerve teeth ugh, endings ugh, just like ugh. exposed like that. That was just like, I can only I imagine feel like it's, yeah, that was. It's just, it is really, it's what, sometimes you just have to watch these girls go through their own version of prison torture. <laughs> right. And like, it's like, this is like, I was like, what those, there's times in America's like, stop, I was like, you didn't have to film that. You didn't have to put that on there. You could have, right. that could have been behind the scenes. <laughs> you're, you're showing right. evidence of your torture now. <laughs> <laughs> like you can take this to court what are you doing <laughs> um i think that joni's makeover with her hair yeah. and everything was great i mean and it's a yeah, small it's really a slight change it's really is the tiniest change she looked right fucking great to begin with yeah right they said let's throw this hair as a foil give you some highlights give you a blowout let's mm-hmm. go 
Next up, we have Nana. Love her. Uh, Nana. Girl, Nana. She was also um, one of the girls who definitely jumped out at Tyra. Yeah. With the bald photo shoot on the first week because the panel loved it so, so much that they decided, hey, we just going to shade that for the rest of the competition. Yeah, and, and I fully agree. Absolutely, 1,100% agree. I feel like... It was almost like a, a breath of fresh air for Nina because she kind of has she has her hair relaxed and it's kind of like short situation. I couldn't tell you what her like, original haircut was. It was a very confusing. Uh, <laughs> a, right. a lot of it's like you have a bang that goes up and then right. uh-huh. this wispy like like, pompadour and a little. Like, it almost felt like when they told her that she was getting her hair buzzed off, she like breathed a sigh of relief. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, thank God, because I don't know what I'm doing with this Look, right now. This just for me fucked me up and I need. <laughs> <laughs> just for me. I need a new and direction. Like, and you, yes, you can get a big chop. I love it. She honestly, the shape of her head oh. is so right. It is perfect. People... People would kill to have a head shaped like that. Stunning. Just bold, straight. Like she, and she looks, she can look dead on, which is, I uh-huh. love so much about her. Like so many of the girls always turn a little slightly to the right or uh-huh. left. She just face forward is always amazing. Her brows are gray. No, she's brows gray. Fully her symmetrical face. Hard, not declining yes. at all. I live. What a good makeover. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay, next up, we have the personality of the season, Miss Veranda. Okay, what I loved about her is how she showed up to casting in a wig. She said, I'm coming, I'm bringing, she's like top model hair moment, this is me. Even though Tyra was not having, having it at the casting, but they decided that they would be creating one of Tyra's favorite makeovers from the past, which would be Mm -hmm. giving her the (laughs) Tiffany makeover of Cycle 4 with the center part and then long weave down her back, a.k.a. the Naomi Campbell. How do we feel? I agree fully. I was also surprised I even brought up Tiffany again. (laughs) After... Right. (laughs) I was like... I was like, oh, you guys want to bring that name up into the system again? They're like, Tiffany um, raised our ratings by 200%. Exactly. Somebody that looks like Um, her back now. I mean, this is a great makeover, and and Tyra hated her wigs, and that was so funny. She was like, what the hell is on your head just, now? And then, and we're fixing it all. When I'm it like, came okay, to Tyra, like, wow, way to, way to talk about somebody's wig <laughs> yourself. She doesn't protest too much. Just because you got the fancy lace doesn't mean you can be coming for Veranda. Doesn't mean we can't goes. see it. Doesn't mean we can't see right. uh, it. I th- also, I, <laughs> one thing I love about Ferran is that she definitely, she has like a very weird, quirky, like, it's like, she almost has like a white girl style. So it was very kind of nice to have her. Because <laughs> uh-huh. like, she was truly like, she has, she had a, uh, like, uh, Delia's, Delia's or whatever. Delia's. Like, little store. Delia's. There yes. we go. That was sort of what her here like. <laughs> Like she even had that tiara good. that she wore for everyone. Such while. great mall stores here. I, I love, love it. it. Takes me back. Delia's, Zuni's. Oh. It really does. Gosh. Oh yes. But this Malls. is like wow. Remember those? Which one? I just said malls, malls in general. Oh, she's like, yes, I want to go to one now. Like, wow, like, I know, I really want to go to a mall now, too. I just, I like, I used to just, this idea of being at a mall, getting a Cinnabon, and just sitting down is... I love it. That's heaven well. to me. The, 
Yes. I love Ferranda's makeover. The only thing that I wish that they would have done had been to put a lace closure on this so that, like, her, like, edges that weren't blending as well weren't showing. Like, yeah. And they did have lace closures at this time, A, because Tyra's wearing a lace wig, and B, because Safari from Charm School had a lace closure <laughs> on her installation when they were taking her weave out and she said, do Ooh. not cut my lace. Don't do it. <laughs> so we know. Oh. We know. But you know, it is a big upgrade from her. It is a big upgrade, and I think that she does have more top model. Does this uh, weave, mm-hmm. real quick though, doesn't um, this weave also betray her? Doesn't it by the end of this, it also get very fried, like how Tiffany's did, like when they're in Thailand? Yeah, they definitely yeah, okay. were giving her a blend. It definitely was a blend. It wasn't all human, so yeah. they acted like, okay, this well, is going to last for a couple of weeks. Baby, no, it's not. Because Danny's also, they've tied that one too tight, didn't they? That she had to go back and get that. Danny? Yeah, Danielle. I don't recall. I don't think that Danny had to have any um, adjustments had- done. Brit- I'm like, who was it? I knew Brit- somebody had their braids Brittany too tight. Brittany in Cycle 8 did when the redhead, when they uh, did eight, hers too yeah, tight. Yeah. With the redhead. Because she had blisters on her skin. Oh, damn. I've, that's been so... <laughs> they really fucked girl's these girls up. not meant to be braided <laughs> like that. <laughs> And then, like, have a net sewn onto it. Yeah. And have, like, hair sewn onto that. It's like, you're going to fry a white girl's hair with, <laughs> after you bleach, dye, and then put a white girl, in, a tender-headed white girl in a weave? You're, oh you're asking for too Those much. Poor things. Okay. Last up, I want to really qu- quickly talk about Molly Sue. Yes. Just because we remember in last cycle, Tyra famously told Cassandra that she wanted to cut her hair like Mia Farrow and Rose Mary's baby and Cassandra famously walked out of the competition because she said, "Uh uh-uh, I ain't going that short. And so Tyra tells Molly Sue that she will be getting the look done on her. Because she's like, I will have this. I will have this. What a weird, weird, weird need. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) It's truly, like, uh, first of all, congratulations, Molly Sue, for allowing it to happen. She looks great in it, but it's... She does. She really does. The least versatile haircut of all time. There's really not much you can do. No, it's just like you really have to uh, depend on... Her face. Yeah. Which she has a really, really, really beautiful face. And uh, I think that's what the haircut is all about. What she had before was not going on. I mean, the before picture, I love that she has her very um, Charlotte Russe purse. Mm-hmm. Just like dangled over her shoulder. <laughs> all you see is the shoulder strap. And I'm like, that's a Charlotte Russe bag. That I've ever seen. <laughs> and she has the boots to match. Um, mm-hmm. But the boots to match yes and and here's the thing what i love about it like you saying solomon that is a really weird need you're right because i think about tyra over the course of a year tossing and turning thinking about being told no for this haircut that she's like somebody's getting mm-hmm. this haircut i'm gonna let this white bitch get away with this shit the next season i get a chance <laughs> <laughs> i imagine tyra walking down the street constantly finding like a muse that she's just like she's <laughs> in a rose New York Pharaoh, rosemary baby haircut oh hey, you, have you ever thought about cutting your hair would like, you like rosemary's it to be done on baby? television i mean mia pharaoh yeah I, that's one thing i do love about top models like every, the worst parts of tyra are always invoked in like a flashback in the next season <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like like remember this thing i did before that made somebody upset well i'm gonna bring it back and i'm gonna get it this time <laughs> 
Okay, so next up, we have Gina. Mm. Gina, she was given some layers um, to add some texture, and they took her just a little bit darker. Uh, Another simple makeover. Um, What do we think about Gina in general at this point? Do you think that they were like, we're going to give you a really simple makeover because we don't see you going that far? I don't know. Like for me, I definitely think it's still a gorgeous look. And I think I think that's one thing that no one really gave Gina is the confidence in the current beauty that she has. Mm-hmm. Because I think it didn't really... T- I think she can easily be like the best of them all. But her confidence was... She was so young. Her confidence was not up to par to the competition. And she fell into the mind game so quickly. Jay took her down <laughs> very fast. <laughs> Jade smelled blood in the water, and she mm-hmm. said, "I'm gonna get that one." Yeah, she kind of took herself her down right away. I mean, even during like from yeah her talk with Tyra to her press conference with Janice, she like really like flip flopped, and it didn't work out for her. Well, to be they fair, said, this girl that's, is confused. That's we like need her. Those are very like if you're a nervous, anxiety ridden person, those are tense situations. So you kind of need to have somebody be like, "You got it, come on out." And I don't think anyone ever gave her that. Uh, But that's not how. But that's also. But yeah. But it's. I feel like she is like. She would have like if she had just an ounce more confidence, destroyed everyone. Those cheekbones. Mm -hmm. They were the tea, giving me Kamora Black. That's very true. Yes. Beautiful body, beautiful face. Yes. Next we have Wendy. Now they wanted to lighten up Wendy's hair, so they gave her highlights because you know they wanted her to embody that J Lo essence. Is it giving J Lo? Um, which J Lo are we th- talking about? <laughs> um, we're talking about the J Lo in the hers hair commercial. Yeah, I don't. I don't think J Lo's ever had her hair this dark in the history of J Lo. <laughs> right. Except like, for the Selena movie, maybe is the closest that hair color has ever gotten to oh Jayla. God, and those wigs were right. Oh, those they were. were right. She Ooh. has the honey skin, and that's also very like. Mm-hmm. They really, they didn't really do anything. They, I don't think they knew how to handle her curls because she has no. some of the most gorgeous curls, and they really, I think they did her not as well as they thought they did. Yeah, they really didn't even know. Yeah, they didn't know what to do with Wendy. Mm-hmm. She would have benefited from Nick's makeover from Cycle Five. The, the blonde, oh, like, yes. hi- honey highlight. Yes. With the hand uh-huh. motion, the mm-hmm. Tyra hand motion. Also, like, yes. she, she could have done, like, a Naima look, too. Like, Naima's also the same sort of color and complexion. She could have pulled that off. Yeah. I, um, yeah. There's not, there's nothing happening here with Wendy. I wish they would have given her a center part. Mm-hmm. You know, I wish they would have taking those baby hairs and really laid them down, you know? Or even just slicked her hair back, anything, then... Something than that. So, sorry, Wendy. That's all you get. Yeah, you have to deal with Katrina, and now you have to deal with this. (laughs) Yes. Okay, so we have one more makeover to discuss, and the last makeover was done on top model legend, Jade. Now, Jade spent a lot of time talking about how badly she Uh wanted long hair and how having extensions would be essential to her modeling career. So, what does Tyra do? She lets her know that she will be getting the exact opposite of a long hair piece when she shows up to the salon that day. So, Jade... 
will be getting a little short afro that will be dyed lighter as well as her eyebrows as well. Because Tyra feels she looks elfish and she Mm -hmm. wants to bring that out. How do you feel about this makeover on um, Jade? First of all, this makeover is the most correct makeover of them all. I think this is an exact look that she needed to have. However, the second she looked at the camera and said, I want to have long hair, I knew it was doomed. That is the curse. (laughs) (laughs) You are invoking the curse. You said the the words that cast a spell that Tyra's going to give you a short haircut. Absolutely. But it is the most perfect. Like, she's such a severe face and she needed to have a severe cut. And it's so... Uh good it is this shot is so good everything about this is perfect like as as cruel as jade can be she 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 looks so good she really does and i look i honestly wish that they would have taken it even shorter Mm -hmm. like if i like i feel like they really they could have taken it like like black girl mia farrow short Mm -hmm. like I don't, like it should have been faded in the back on the neck. Like yes. literally, they should have taken her down so that it, she looked really just like nude. You know what I'm saying? With just like those light curls on the top, and especially with her hoop earrings, they really do mm-hmm. um, make it pop. And and um, I wish they would have done something with her baby hairs too. But that's just mm-hmm. me. That's just me. Look, they, they weren't it. about they they weren't really going deep in on the baby hairs here in 2006 but um, no no one was taking care of baby hairs back then i think jennifer lopez was probably the first one to like bring attention to baby hairs and eating and then being laid in pop culture right i remember that it was like so she was like doing a uh i remember she oh yeah i remember her specifically she was like doing a fashion show for her sweet yes, face for line, and she was like talking about she's like can you put baby hairs on the models and all the hairstylists are like what are that? She's like, when you take the little hairs down with the gel, the little, the baby hairs, the baby hairs. And they're like, like, how do you not know? like, damn it. And that is the correct thing to say. That is the correct thing to yell at a professional hairstylist. You do not know how to lay down a baby hair. The easiest thing. (laughs) Yeah. Literally. You just Um, let that wispy shit just hang out all day? Is that? (laughs) Maybe just throw a little got to be on there. Got to be, man. Mama. You can stop a bird in flight with that stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> you can. <laughs> Look, got to be is industrial glue that's pretending to be hairspray. <laughs> it's really... Yeah, I used to use that one to get my hair to stand straight up and down. I would just spray it on my hands mm-hmm. and just use it as like and mal my hair to stand straight up and down. It defied oh, gravity. Yes. I love got to wow. be glue. It's fantastic. Is that was that in your like um mid uh, Ott's uh, pompadour. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, when I could get it to stand. Yeah, I would get it to stand straight up. I looked like Johnny Bravo in person. It was. <laughs> I have. That was a moment. Yeah. <laughs> that was a moment. <laughs> I I too had a pompadour moment. Um, it's look, you you know, I was it was relaxed. Mm-hmm. It was hit with a straightening iron. Um, wow. and styled up floof. Um, I would wow. do some highlights in it to give it some Ooh. color. Some <laughs> I ombre yeah, my. Really... I ombre my pompadour. Mm-hmm. I was the ombre queen oh. back when ombre was the thing. Uh-huh. And then, and then when I didn't have time to do a little, uh, the full blowout and the uh, flattening iron, I would do it wet, and then I would do like cold Ooh. finger waves with it. Okay. That is gorgeous. <laughs> I, 
I would like the listeners yes. to know that I never had a pompadour face. <laughs> 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 never even considered it. Not even contemplated for a second. Are you trying to tell me there's something wrong with pompadour? <laughs> As an Italian, I take offense to that. <laughs> Look, my last name is Giorgio. The I can say what I... hair style was like. The... No, I'm not going to say that. I'm, no, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> All right, we'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to continue chatting with Solomon. We'll be right back. Right. Now, look, we have covered these makeovers with Solomon, and now I want to get into some things with you. So you have had Maxwell and me cracking up today in this recap, and I want to know more about you and your incredible sense of humor and just like where this all comes from. So when did you first get started in comedy? Oh, wow. I probably, I started stand-up when I was 25 in Seattle, Washington. Um, I was truly, because I'm like, I was an immigrant kid. I was not funny my whole life. Uh, uh, like, not intentionally funny. I definitely mm. made people laugh in the immigrant kid kind of way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but, like, I, yeah, stand-up has always been, like, an insane passion of mine. I just never thought it would ever click because it's such a, uh, like, figuring out a punchline and writing a joke, I just was like, uh, I can kind of do it. I can be a storyteller. But, yeah, like, 25 i was broke well i was not i was like i was working a job i hated uh it was a corporate job and i just started doing stand-up uh because we made a bartender laugh at this place at this bar that i would go to all the time seattle Mm -hmm. and she's like i want you to do a show and i was supposed to do it with my friend and he backed out last minute because he had stage fright and i just did the show by myself and it's stuck ever since wow wow and like so like your first time doing stand-up, how many minutes was it that you did up there on stage? I did 45 minutes. I told them I was going to do wow. 45 I, did, I didn't say it was good 45 minutes, but I definitely talked for 45 <laughs> minutes. I'm still just impressed that, you know, that I just think that that takes a lot of chutzpah to get up there for 45 right. minutes your very first time for stand-up and be like, yeah, I'm just going to continue controlling yeah. this room having a conversation mm-hmm. telling stories telling jokes well the trick is uh, narcissism <laughs> I highly recommend it uh, um, the need for attention and the need for attention whether it's good or bad kind of helps uh-huh. <laughs> and, yes uh, yes um, but yeah I just it's one of those things where I'm, I was very like I had a lot of social anxiety so like the most comfortable I ever feel is on stage because it's like you can control how you can be humiliated in that like yeah. you have you have control of everything like every element yeah and you sort of like you whatever happens you did it and that's all that matters mm-hmm. and if the, so that way the bad things suck but the accolades are heightened and way more fun yes um who are some of your like favorite stand-up comedians oh. that you feel like inspired you um in your stand-up style and, and even if not stand-up uh um any just kind of like mm-hmm. comedians or like you know funny actors tv shows movies that made you be like oh my god i want to be like like that um well for me it's like whatever like queer thing that showed up during the 90s because that's the, like the most like cultural stuff that happened but like a market like market shows uh, special mm-hmm. i'm the one that i want is probably the first mm-hmm. time i heard anybody talk freely talk about gay people and how wonderful mm-hmm. they are and also her just talking about herself. Like Margaret Cho, I think is hands down probably my biggest inspiration to even overcome any fear I would have had to be on stage. Yeah. And cause it's like, oh, you're, you're an immigrant, you're funny, you're yeah. queer, 
and you're accepting mm-hmm. of other queer people and you like so that was i think that was probably the most life-changing thing for me and like comedy wise too like movie like tu wong fu i think is the movie i've seen the most times out of anything and i think it's probably the most perfect comedy and i love it i absolutely love it i could go on for you know and it's it's crazy for me to like think about like wesley snipes mm-hmm. this hetero cis male literally nailing nagzima i'm like i know this queen i know her she's real <laughs> she exists she's, ooh, ooh, ooh. <coughs> it is every time i watch that movie the hardest i ever laugh is right in the beginning when uh, Wesley is turning into Noxzema and he does this he looks at his feet and he just does a <gasps> kick and he's yes. like and like that moment <laughs> is everything to me or like the best like I, Wesley Snipes the whole movie has the best reactions that are just like the quiet most subtle like like the, the like an eye blank and like a and like what are you yes there are just so many good, and, and the observations that uh, Wesley Snipes and Nagzima makes. Mm-hmm. I was just all like, it, it's just absolutely spot on. I love that movie oh, yes. so much. And Chi Chi, I think, is like that. The comedy from Chi Chi is consistently mm. good. Like it is. And as like, I, and as I've gotten older too, and watch that movie more and understand the references more, I was just all like, oh my god. There's some things because there are moments where they're talking over each other in dialogue mm-hmm. that you miss something, and then you hear it again. Like when they're trying to figure out where they could get the car, uh, and they're talking to Robin Williams. There's this moment where mm-hmm. Chi Chi's like, "Can we pay in trade?" And I was like, "Never even clap." That she was just so like <laughs> my favorite moment in the movie. Can we pay a trade? <laughs> I thought I just noticed is that there's that scene, there's a nightgown scene where they're all outside in the white nightgowns and they're chatting up yes. and they find out that Chi Chi's dating that boy that he's that she shouldn't uh-huh. be. Mm-hmm. The next scene, they change their nightgowns. So they go from the white nightgowns to another set of nightgowns, and I'm like, there's a nightgown change in one night? You know, honestly, because they are really trying to bring it to Schneidersville. That is, They're for me... They're trying to let them know. This is how the girls in New York do This is how queer <laughs> girls in New York do it. Because yeah, drag queens saying drag all day. <laughs> all day. And I, li- and I live for that tiny, tiny trunk in that mm-hmm. car that was oh. able to hold all that, the Mary Poppins of it all. The way... All that drag just... All that drag just, just all, the, all that whole time. <laughs> it is... Right. Oh. All those size 15 shoes oh just, just fit right into one trunk <laughs> just, oh my gosh oh, i'm i'm gonna rewatch that movie today but no like comedy wise yeah that's and yeah i will always like i would just i would watch comic view as a kid and like all uh-huh. the black comedians in that show other shows were like yes like i'm not that's not my style but it's truly like that kind of comedy is mm-hmm. always gonna be my personal favorite like i, I will yeah. watch def jam all day to this day if i could Yes, absolutely. You've had the opportunity also to write for some pretty great shows like uh, Shrill, High Fidelity, and even SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, how, how did you, first of all, big fan, big yes. SpongeBob fan, um, huge. That one. Uh, how did. How did you get in? How did you first of all? How did you get into that situation and just like writing in general? Um, well, writing. See, this is another thing. Is like stand up and writing are two things I've always wanted to do, but I never thought I would ever have the capability of doing it. Being a young queer black person, I'm like, there's uh-huh. these are like I garnered the skills to do it. I did the work to do them, but I never thought uh-huh. anything would happen. Like I took a screenwriting class. I always had a pilot working on. I always had a writing uh-huh. sample and. 
I just never thought anything would come of it. Um, but I started, I got a TV set and that kind of started opening doors for people wanting to see me as a comedian and then see me as a writer. And, mm -hmm. um, but the SpongeBob SquarePants one, which was my first writing job was actually because my neighbor, mm -hmm. uh, he's a, he was a former producer of, um, of South Park and uh -huh. he, the SpongeBob room decided they wanted to have because they usually were the creators just would do the show based off a of board, but they decided one season they'll have writers. And my wow. neighbor was a showrunner, and we were all just hanging out on my porch. And I'm like struggling to get a writing job. I'm like putting in packets to shows for late night, like hoping anybody would give me a job. Uh -huh. And then my neighbor just walks up and goes, "Hey, do you guys want to write for SpongeBob?" <laughs> and I'm like, okay, sure. And then, then we next day yes. we get emails from Nick Lodi and I'm like, the fuck is this city? <laughs> what is this fucking industry? I love it. Look, SpongeBob is uh you know Classic. an icon. It is and it was true it was fun. I got to meet with the creator, uh he who actually just passed away not too long ago, Steven. Um mm -hmm. but it was it was so fun because it's Cause like I was not SpongeBob age when it came out, but it was such a cultural moment that I like it's still like soaked up to the older kids and the uh -huh. adults at the time. So I was like, now mm -hmm. like everyone knew SpongeBob no matter what. Yeah, I was absolutely like SpongeBob actually came around. Like I was literally that demographic. I think I was in how old was I in fourth or fifth grade around the time that SpongeBob came out, and it still was like approachable was for younger kids, but also had. It was 99. Like, don't so yell at me. I was old. I get it. <laughs> don't so, yeah, don't drag me out with the years. <laughs> yeah, I would be 10. So that'd be fourth grade when that came out. And I just absolutely love SpongeBob. I mean, I still like whenever I have nights where I like occasionally have insomnia. That's literally what I get up and watch on the couch. So I fall back asleep. Yeah. Um, you know, we love her. Uh, also love Shrill, by the yes. way. Yes. Um, and how did you uh, get into writing on that? And what was your experience like um, working on Shrill? Uh, Shrill came up after I wrote for High Fidelity. Because um, High Fidelity hired me from my writing sample. And uh -huh. with Shrill, um, they hired me from my writing sample and the fact that I had another job. But they also, I've known, uh, the, the book that's based off of is by Lindy West, who is a personal mm -hmm. friend of mine who I've known for quite some time. We actually moved to LA together. She moved back to Seattle. But... Uh, I am in the, the the book itself briefly mentioned. You hear, you, you see my name yes. for just one second. <laughs> just like I live with Solomon, and then just disappears immediately. <laughs> um, but that yeah, that came about because uh, they like what they like my writing sample, and then I also got to meet um, the uh, both Adi and Ali, who are the exact producers outside of Lindy. And mm -hmm. Adi Bryan is hands down probably one of the greatest human beings to ever walk the face of the earth because she is. I've never seen anybody work so diligently and so hard all day and still be funny mm -hmm. as fuck and kind to everyone. Cause I like, she's like, she's like working three jobs and still being sweet in the morning and still awake. And I've been like, I'm, I'm barely alive for my one job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, and also shout out to her fellow Columbia college, Chicago, um, grad. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, what was I about to say? We were talking about shrill you were talking about your, Damn it! <laughs> don't do drugs, kids. No, do um, drugs. Don't take take take. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth not remembering shit. Sometimes right? it's fun to forget. Because um, you say, 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fun to forget because then it just leads to other conversations. Yeah, if you want to ask me what happened in 1998, I will not be able to tell you, but I can tell you what made it go away. SpongeBob in 1999. <laughs> 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 um. So okay. Oh, I know what I was about to ask you because you you talk about submitting your mm-hmm. um writing samples yes. with someone who is not. A writer. Yes. Can you describe to our listeners like, do they give you like a prompt and then you like fill in something? Oh, and no, uh, like, what is when you refer to a writing sample? What are you talking? It depends about? on what you're trying to do. Like, if you write, like if you want to be a late night writer, like if you want to write for mm-hmm. late night shows and those like uh, talk shows, you have to do a writing uh, packet. So like each of those shows has like a, a like a set of instructions they send out to potential, potential writers to be like, fill this out. So like write monologue jokes, write what like sketch ideas, that kind of stuff, like like an SNL. Like they would always uh-huh. be like, give uh-huh. us this many uh, kind of character creations or like all these sketches. And then so you sort of present a packet from that. And you usually like have a couple weeks to do that shit. So that I did, I did a bunch of those, popped a bunch of Adderall during that time to get that shit together. <laughs> and then uh, for like a narrative show, like a shrill or like a high fidelity, you just have to have uh-huh. sort of a, it's a writing sample, which is like a uh, like a pilot, like a like an episode of a, like the first episode of a show, and what they gotcha. usually recommend is like a, like a personal like idea, like a personal story idea. So it's a show that will never be made because like your writing sample is your writing sample. Uh huh. But I just have it at any point in time to just be like, do you want do you want me to hire me? Well, look at read this. Wow. Okay. Well, no, I love that. Come on, Clarity. Now I understand what you're talking about. You know, look, not only do we learn about modeling, but we learn about other aspects of the entertainment industry here at Wanna Be On Top. And you also, you also, okay, because we were talking about, you know, you're writing in your cinema, but you also make Mm -hmm. appearances on screen as well. Yes. You know, uh, when they allow me, you know, like uh, (laughs) hacks. You know, yes. uh, had to let out a gay scream um, <laughs> when you appeared <laughs> on the TV. Now, do, do you also enjoy acting as well? Was that something that you were doing before stand-up, or did that just um, yeah. come like as a result of... No, um, acting was where I started, because acting was sort of like the thing I can do that wasn't stand-up, uh-huh. but still was adjacent. Like, I needed to perform, so I did improv, I did acting. Mm-hmm. Um it's definitely I'm more performance aligned. Yeah. Uh, writing is definitely a passion that I have, but uh, my goal is to hopefully have a good mix of both. But actually, like my main goal of anything is to have a show that I've written and star yes. in myself. Yeah. That's just my goal. I feel like and, that's like that's the new. It. I feel like it used to be to have a show and a perfume, but now mm-hmm. it's like I have a show that I write. Also, at the same time, loosely based off of um, yeah. true events and experiences. Like, that, I feel like that's, that's what, what I want to do. Is. I want to be the next Everybody Loves Raymond. Yes. Everybody, Everybody tolerates <laughs> Solomon. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's fine with Solomon being here. <laughs> right. <laughs> Everyone says Solomon's okay. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Solomon. We, that is all the time that we have for today. Uh, we have truly enjoyed having you here chatting with us um, on Want to so Be On much, Top. Guys. Can you please tell our listeners where they can find you online? Yeah, I'm Solomon Giorgio all across the board. There's no other one uh, alive. And if there is, you have to kill them for me. That's <laughs> how that works. But yeah, SolomonGiorgio.com, SolomonGiorgio on Instagram. I'm the one and only. 
Yes. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. If you have any top model facts or questions for Maxwell and me, our guests, or you just want to say hi, you can send us an email to beontoppod at gmail.com. Remember to subscribe to Want to Be On Top wherever you listen and make sure to rate and review the show because it helps us grow. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Shea Coulee. And I'm Max Westposito. And as always, the question remains. Want to be on top? top? With me, Shea Coulee.